Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. And just like his appearance on a recent podcast, he had the middle finger. I noticed that Paris referenced that as well. Ryan said he liked a cold opening last week, so I was going to do the proper opening because uh, Ryan kind of requested, like, oh, you always start the show with. Well, let's do at least do that. Welcome to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 253. How you doing, gentlemen? Still getting over my cough, Graham, I'll be honest. Oh. I'm also still getting over his cough. I still think this is great karma for all the grief that you gave me just for when I was sick for just 48 hours. But Yeah, as I'm about to go and do a commentary gig tomorrow, Graham, I've still got a bad throat. Thanks for that fucking prick. You <laughs> should drink some water. I am? Some lemon. <laughs> some water? <laughs> but you never thought well, of that. So, so here's the thing. Here's the water. thing. A lot, of, uh, a lot of people are under the impression... Uh, incorrectly, that when you have a sore throat, if you're a singer or you know, some you use your voice for a living, that you should drink like tea with honey and stuff. But tea actually dehydrates your throat, mm. so you shouldn't. That's not going to help you. It's going to be the exact. It's soothing. It feels real good, but it's not going to help you in the long run. <clears throat> oh, there we go. That he's, has he's already been, lost his mute button. Oh, that's been to... my educational moment for the Well, day. I want to ask one question then, because I'd actually heard all, not quite the reverse of what you just said, but for sports people, like they're always drinking those super cold drinks, like a Gatorade or something. To, I don't know, they have other elements in there as well. But they said to rehydrate you after like a sporting event, it's actually better to drink a hot drink like tea. Well, so the reason they do the sports drinks isn't because of necessarily the hydration. It's the electrolytes and the salt content because yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. your body loses salt when yeah. you sweat that much. That's what those are good for. Um, but I'm sure the hot is better. So I have actually heard um, and I think this was from a medical personal, but I, I could be wrong. Um, I, I my mom was a nurse, so I just grew up around nurses and doctors and shit my entire life. Mine's um that you're not supposed to drink cold water. You're supposed to drink room temperature water. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to hydrate yourself. High five to all the Brits right now. Yeah, we're, we're not saying you should drink warm beer. That's weird. We don't drink warm beer. It's room temperature beer. So I, I'm yeah, that's warm in there as well. But it's warm. It's not, it's not well, relative now, to being mountain cold, and I'm using a bag. now. Now hold hold on. It, now when you go when you go to the uh, to the pub, is all beer room temperature? Yes. Like I, you can't get a cold beer in a you British ask pub. For a cup of ice, I guess, and then pour. Well, that's beer. that's even worse. You can get a cold beer. Yes. Take it outside. Is it is it like more like the type like? Oh, we're serving this. This is this is room temperature. Oh, but we have this one that's chilled. The yes. bottled bottled beers are served from a fridge. Am I right? Yes, Graham. Yeah, so okay. bottled beers are chilled. But I think if you're ordering a draft, it would be at room temperature. Some drafts are chilled, Graham. Yes. Okay, okay. So would that be the American ones? Mm, not always. Well, as as my uh, stepdad is a member of Camera, the campaign for real ale, oh. I know that that's one of their big things that they real uh, ale, Graham, but not not all no, big real, real ale. 
So proper beers then would be served at room temperature as they should be, right? And then the right, that have right, no idea Graham. what you're talking about would serve them chill. Right, Graham. Let me let me just stop you there before you offend half of our audience, okay? Okay. Dan and uh, UTT Rob might make some comments. <laughs> They're half of our audience, yes. Okay, so um, real beer, as you call it, is different. Beer and real ale are two different categories, okay? Not if real ale is beer, but other things, lagers and things like that are also beers. Now, whether or not people approve of that being a fact, it is a fact, okay? Do not argue with the, with the culinary professional on this one, Graham, all right? Oh, I have as a... you just did your math test um, fairly recently. So this is like I a square cert- is a rectangle. But I have certification. He didn't even listen to it. Uh, do, do, you, do you have a certification to run a pub? Uh, Chris does. Do you have a liquor license, sir? It does. Well, th- then let's get Chris on this. Like, we don't need you. <laughs> Maybe between us, we can open a restaurant. No problem tomorrow. <laughs> you could. I would go there. I would absolutely eat there. I have a feeling that um, Dan and UTT Rob are not big drinkers of Budweiser and uh, Bud Light and uh, maybe not but... other American types of beer. I think but... more on the type of the the beers or real ales that I was talking about. You're from the Norfolk, Graham, originally in the UK. I am. Okay. Well, do you remember that pith called Carling? <laughs> I-, I do. That is a beer. Yes. Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, real quick. Am I finally understanding the difference between a northern accent and a southern accent when I yeah. talk to you guys? Yeah, Graham is a northerner, and I am a southerner. Bloody right. You didn't know that before, Ryan? And I, I, I know there's a difference. So, like, I, but I get, I, I'm in a really poor situation for this because... Well, let me put it this way. In the north, everyone's a tight ass. And Graham himself is quite frugal. He always says he is. And down south, I think costs a lot of money. Well, <laughs> well so like, is so like, I've got a, I've got a buddy whose whose stream I watch all the time. And like I said, I'm 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 rubbish when it comes to like where an accent is in England. And so I know his accent, but then he said he he's in Wales and I'm like well hold on I know this isn't a Welsh accent like I know for a fact it's not a Welsh accent he's like no, oh no I'm everyone... not from Wales I live in Wales and I was like okay that yeah. makes more sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah a good friend of mine Caitlin they went to do to um, uni in uh Cardiff uh but they're not from Cardiff um so let's say people can go to other countries and not have the accents and for matt's benefit just to rub this in one more time because i think we only did this on uh, twitter not actually on air um i'm not from the isle of Wight, but i lived on the isle of Wight. i was I... like you so you thought the isle of Wight was a northern place i do apologize but i was right about about junior um well, yeah, let's just... Mason was definitely born on the isle of Wight. yes i hold well, my just, hand um... i got carried away at a time I'll, I'll just make my favorite joke um that uh, they always make in the quote unquote modern who era, uh, where he said, where they always say, I thought you said you were from the north. And he replies, Lots what of places have a north. <laughs> and I always enjoyed that. 
We're getting there. We are. That gag works we are fifteen for an audio podcast, Matt. Yeah, 15, 15 days away. By the way, from sixtieth anniversary, everyone um, clap. And... No, twenty fifth, twenty third is the anniversary. Yeah, well, t- from the episode, the episode is the twenty fifth. That is true, but the twenty third is the anniversary. But the twenty fifth is called the sixtieth anniversary. Actually, no, it has a name let's, now. Finally, all the names sound dope. Let's not have an argument about about what the date is, okay? Because we're both looking forward to it. It's true, and also this is not the Doctor Who pod starring Dan Griffin and Cypel. I, no, I don't not. normally get to contribute much, as for somebody who's not really no, watching. You're Doctor a Tom Baker fan, aren't you? Since oh. Sylvester McCoy, I think was the last Doctor I watched of um, more than <coughs> three episodes of. Um, I heard Disney's doing a Disney Plus is doing a spin-off with uh, Christopher Eccleston. Uh, no. Oh, that's not true. No, 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 no. With Paul McGann. Oh, did I pick the wrong? Oh, wrong doctor. Um, that is on... that is only rumors at the moment. It's not been oh, okay. by either. Yeah. So from what I understand is Disney is essentially the reason that Disney Plus is getting new Doctor, um, whatever they're going to call this new era, because we're rebooting from season one again, Mm -hmm. um, where, well, that's what we called the old new who. We call it new new who, yeah. New new, okay, it's new new who. Um, That Disney has pumped like hundreds of millions of dollars into BBC to get these rights in america but also to make sure that they can produce original content based on the ip so with and we as whovians we fine with them making marvel quality uh, productions of uh of of classic doctor just just, um even going from what jody did to what i've seen in the trailers for the 60th anniversary specials the production values are worlds ahead of what they've been in the past five ten years when you're bearing in mind that the eighth doctor which you which only had one outing in that movie and a little 10 minute clip he deserves some actual screen time so that would be well appreciated by the fan base and um, I'm not sure. Do your boys watch Doctor Who, Graham? Um, they do not. No, they watch some of the. I, I did start watching some of the older ones again, starting from um from number one from William Hartnell. Um, there's obviously not many of those episodes left. Um, but what well, I'm watching well, what was available on YouTube at the time, I should probably. Well, say. I'm not sure what's happening because we had a little discussion about it, Ryan, didn't we? I'm pretty sure Graham's eyes glaze over. Um, but I know that in the UK, apart from a few episodes. Um, everything that's in the BBC's archive is now in the iPlayer, which you can access with a VPN. Yeah, I don't have which, the iPlayer. Yeah, I, 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 I have VPN. I have confirmation on that. In the US, we are still going to have to get BritBox. You can get VPN, so. Graham. It's fine. Get a v- use your VPN. Uh, the first question it asks you is, uh, do you, what is the address that you live at in the UK? Then, do you have a, sorry? No, the first one is, do you have a TV license? I yeah. do not. So then click not. you do and use my I address. Do... <laughs> You have my address. Although I have lived in the US for 20 years, I still have my very British hangbacks and my I would never sleep at night. As early as I got up this morning, I would be I would never even get to sleep in the first place if I tried such a, a lowly stunt as that, unfortunately. But that's not I don't mind you borrowing it. But that's I'm paying for it. I'm I, I understand that, but in my mind, I know that that's not right and I would not be able to sleep. But right, I need to, I need to rethink your devil's advocate now. I need to be not, not quite so mean now. <laughs> 
Well, that's good then, because I've ruined both your devil's advocates, apparently. Because <laughs> Ryan mentioned last night that I think I messed his up as well. Hey, we're still in the introduction, <laughs> and I've ruined both of them already. This is good. I'm on top yeah, four so today. That has been this week's episode of the Doctor Who pod. Uh, coming up next is Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. Stay tuned after the news messages from our sponsors or something. I don't know. <laughs> good! Hey, I'm quite happy to go straight to Good Cop moments if you like. We don't need to find out about what happened in 2000 wrestling. Ryan, what's your main good cop moment of the week? This is the closest to brevity we're ever going to get, so. Yeah, so, um, Zoe Stark being number one contender. That is my, uh, just because, you know, we're, we're watching this, this battle royal, and you got a lot of names in there that, traditionally wwe would be like yep that's our number one contender you know like it or not you know you had nia jackson there you had raquel rodriguez you had Shayna baszler these are names that and, and just for for brevity vince mcmahon would you know nia Jax would vince if vince mcmahon was booking nia Jax would have won that battle royal period probably um but putting someone who a is new is really good she's been really good since she was in nxt and also the one of the only people in that match who seems like a viable threat to rhea ripley and i really enjoyed that like i said i'm a big zoe stark fan um i loved the shit she did with trish and becky i absolutely loved that whole thing um again i loved her in nxt i love the whole friendly competition between her and baszler i i think she's just been great i think she i i mean just in general wwe's overall women's division is on fire right now i don't think i've ever like obviously impact tna has a phenomenal women's division but it's small in comparison just because it's a smaller company WWE has the most stacked women's division I have ever seen. And before anyone comes out of the woodwork and says, uh, actually, but um, I don't watch stardom. I don't watch shimmer. Like I, I, you know, it's not that I don't like these things. I just don't, you know, I don't have access or I don't watch. Um, WWE's women's division is shockingly good right now. And they get, so much time and i think that's awesome and i'm really happy that zoe stark is going to be facing Rhea, uh, presumably at survivor series i think that's what this match is for um which would imply of course therefore they're not doing brand warfare this year i mean it doesn't sound like they are anyways um because but they've been, but they've been setting the whole thing up between between nick holders and uh adam uh, I think I think they're setting something up because I my belief is that what we're going to get is we are not only going to get war games, we are also going to get a traditional Survivor Series match. I think we're getting both this year. Would you, Graham, Graham wants to come in so badly. Matt, you gotta you gotta be patient. Like this is only like a week and a half away. You gotta wait for the long term storytelling. It'll be totally worth the payoff when they. Do I'm sorry, Bishop. Shut up. In fifty three and a half weeks' time. No, because I know you're gonna throw that back at me later. So I I, I want to make sure that I get that line in first. Yeah. So I mean, obviously they 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 haven't probably built much, but I think I think what they have 
um, been building towards for Survivor Series in general has been really good because it's been a breadcrumb build, which is something I appreciate because there's two extremes. And, and and those extremes are kind of WWE versus AEW. WWE a lot of times shoots themselves in the foot by booking way too far in advance. And AEW shoots themselves in the foot by doing no, you know, no real build until a week before. This Survivor Series feels like the perfect middle ground where they've built some stuff up. They've teased some things. They've you know booked matches like there's enough where you know i'm excited for it you know war games obviously is exciting um uh i'm even like like weirdly enough i'm really curious of where uh the miz's face turn is going like turning the miz face is really interesting at this point in time um, so I'm excited and I'm, I'm, I, I'm actually kind of excited to see with the way he's been performing in the ring. I'm excited to see what he can do with someone like Gunther. So yeah, but yeah, Zoe Stark. I like Zoe Stark. Do we see Miz as a legit challenger though for Gunther? Does he look like a legit challenger to Gunther? Is he now just past his prime? I see Miz as the next step in building Gunther as a dominant champion um, because it's kind of booking one-on-one. Every now and then, your newer guy needs to beat one of your legends. I, and love I'm, him or well, hate hang him. On, hang on, hang on. Are we, are we really putting Miz in the legend category yet? 20 years, multiple world titles, WrestleMania main events, record-breaking Intercontinental Championship rains like amount of rains um you Just know tag team title 35 match by itself matt would yeah two legend right two double grand slam champion like love him or hate him he's been there and i i think uh, i forget who it was i actually think it was melter and i think i brought this up a few weeks ago that misses longevity is because he doesn't say no he is willing to do whatever the company asks of him no absolutely and, but uh, you know what? Like again, love my hand. Like I've never been sold on the Miz's in-ring ability. He's very generic. He's throwing um, out moves like Cena did back in 2015. Th- that's no. what he's doing now. All of a sudden, he's doing these things that he's never done before, and we're going, "What the fuck?" Miz can wrestle. It's like watching video <sighs> of Hogan in New Japan. It's like, wait, hold on, what is this? But the the, the question, like, and you sort of dodged the arts like a politician, right? Um. The Miz, for me, I look at him and I don't see so- someone like Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Vince, uh, not Vince Man, um, you know, Austin. I don't see people who are literally the cornerstones of the business. I don't well, see- hold on, hold on, hold on. You are seeing the legends of professional wrestling. Yes. The Miz is a legend of sports entertainment. Okay, The Rock is not a wrestler, he's a sports entertainer, okay? The Rock is a wrestler. (laughs) The point I'm making here, Ryan, and I don't like arguing with you because normally you win, all right? Because The Miz, to me, yeah, he had a great career, but to call him a legend, I'm sorry, I don't agree with you. 
I, I want to jump in at this point, though. So you can have legends at different levels as well. So I don't True. think Ryan's saying that he's the elite of the elite, but we got different levels to this as well. And does he fall within those levels? Absolutely, he does for a career as long as he does. But I don't think that he's trying to say that he's the same level as a Triple H or he's the same level. Well, it's it, it's it's you know, and and this might be controversial. You want to you know to to Graham's point, Triple H is a legend. Triple H is not Ric Flair. Triple H is not Dusty Rhodes. Triple H is not Harley Race. Doesn't mean he's not a legend. No, but I would put him on the same level. No, no, not with with those guys. In fact, Absolutely not, in, not. We got some of them above them. Triple H, and I love Triple H. I am not a Triple H hater. No matter what he's done in his past, we've all done shitty things in our past. I'm about Trip- to say something which is going to be clipped by somebody. Triple, Triple H, H. Triple H has done more for the industry than all of them. Triple H only got his position because Rock and Austin left. Maybe. Maybe, Graham, you can't mute me. You haven't got control for that. <laughs> I was so close to That's one of those. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, face, what, what Graham's saying is exactly what I'm saying. Miz is not, like, if we're doing one of those dumb little tier lists that people like to do, S tier, A tier, B tier, they're all legends. Yes, Miz is a C tier or a D tier legend, mm-hmm. but that doesn't take away from the fact that he has a Hall of Fame career, for sure, hundred percent bona fide first ballot Hall of Fame. Right. Well, um, I don't know how we got onto this argument in the first place, but we maybe we should move on from it because this could be a one that got losing for several months. Could I you comment can. a little bit about Zoe Stark, possibly? Please do. Please you do. Can. <laughs> I like Zoe Stark. I, I regret putting in the comments, Matt. You can go first. Um, I actually, one of the things that I really liked in this match, so I can remove it now off my speed check item, is um, you said that Zoe Stark came through looking really good. Um, Ivy Nile came through looking absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. This is a debut. Yeah. And yeah. as soon as it, when she was hiding on the outside of the ring, I was like, get inside the ring. Like, I could see Nia Jax on there. I was like, oh my God, I can already see it coming. Um, but no, up to that point, some strong eliminations in there. So you said that Zoe Stark looked like the only feasible person who could take on Rhea. Um, I think they're booking Ivy that way as well if oh no, no, no. i didn't say only oh no, i okay. said all right they're finally because looks- like on the flip side like what are we gonna have maxine dupree like i like maxine i think she's hysterical i think she's right great but with she's Alpha, not a world champion contender. but she's not yet i think she could no. be yeah one day for sure uh, i'm also enjoying what's happening on nikki cross i'm i sort of want to get there Oh, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's intriguing me. I'm like, 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 she's got this, like, this dead-eyed stare and just staring ahead the whole time sort of thing. It's weird, and I like it. I'm here for it. Did you see the picture that uh, Wade Barrett took? Yeah. <laughs> of her just staring. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, it was also, I, it was cool. I love that right. kind of stuff. Um, off topic real quick. The, he took a selfie with Michael Cole at Crown Jewel, and I thought that was really kind of cute. Like Cole looks like a goofy son of a bitch, and I really like Michael Cole. And Barrett's got his normal bad news Barrett face on, and it was just I really liked it. I can't remember who it was, but somebody also took a picture on the airplane as well, and she was still in character. Well, at least for that picture, anyway, she was still in that same character. She was sat in a seat, and she was just 
blank expression staring forward as well, which is really good. Now, one other thing I want to add into this, because with Ryan being a fairly new member of this group, Matt, I tried to do what you're doing right now, and I had to give up after 15 seconds. It's really difficult not to blink after a certain amount of time. Um, I'm not sure if Ryan is familiar uh, with my take on Zoe Stark, um, but I'm hoping that they, this right now, um, I'm hoping that they can twist it into that... Um, baby face line i'm hoping we can get like bailey was at the beginning and um my final perhaps this is my final push on this one because it's not very popular at all but her introduction definitely needs to be to baby shark so we stop do 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 so we stop do 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 unfortunately every time i hear zoe stark as soon as ryan said zoe stark in my head it was do 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 unfortunately i planted a scene in my own head and i can't get away from it now and i don't think i want to anyway well, that's fine, but I do. I still feel that uh, Rhea is gonna be one going face Graham before long. She's. Uh, I, I still stand what I said. I think it was last week or the week before. Um, Rhea is gonna lose the title in the next couple of months because she's going to be the babyface chasing the title going into elimination chamber. Makes too much sense not to. <laughs> and I'm okay with it because honestly, yeah, that pop in Perth when Rhea's music hits. Is because she's already they can't keep her heel right now because people like her too much. Yeah, that pop in Australia is going to be it's going to be LA night style pops. Hmm. I've got a feeling that might come up in a minute as well. Just one last thing. Um, and I didn't even realize that uh, WWE was in England. I think we're going back mm, two weeks, possibly just over one week. I don't know. Um, but the British crowds were still singing to Bailey as if she was a face. And she's there going, No, 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 I will never be your girl. I'll never be your baby, whatever it is. And, and she and then somebody dived out the ring and took her out. So um, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I feel I feel bad for them because they did US, then Europe, then back to the US, that's, and then to Saudi in one week. Sheesh. They did Europe, US, and Saudi with the one in between that shouldn't have been in between in one week. That that is a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, does anyone else have good cop moments? I feel like we've been on yeah. for a while. What you got? Well, I I haven't actually talked about it for several weeks, so I'm going to talk about it now because technically it happened last night. Um, it happened last night technically, but um. As this is going out, but it was happening tomorrow as we're recording. Oiler alert, I'm sending this to Chad at 10 a.m. and it's going out today. Oh, fine, lovely. Uh, well, that case, it came tomorrow, I mean, if it's going out, if, if, if Graham is actually going to do this, I don't know. <coughs> it's now cute that Graham thinks we're going to be done by 10 a.m. The entire, <laughs> the majority of the card for Toto Toto with CXW on Saturday, the 11th of the 11th, has been changed. Um, unfortunately, Carter did to change a few things have changed, but so the card currently looks like this we've got the ball rope match between um Mr. Tim Strange and former guest Rudy Root, the retro dude. Mm. No, well, maybe Graham, actually, maybe. Oh, maybe. Um, we've got um, we're no longer having a seven man extreme rules match for the briefcase um, anymore. We are now having a 10-man Royal Rumble match for it. So I get called a Royal Rumble, Graham. Didn't you call it a Battle Royal Rumble? Was that to oh, get around using either of those two terms? 
Is that how Paris is getting around this? No, it's because Matt stuttered over his words, Greg. Oh, thanks, okay. thanks for thanks for calling out my stutter. Thanks for that. Um, the CXW Extreme Championship is now just a one-on-one match between Big F and Joe and Captain Bourne, uh, Joey Naylor, which should be a great match to watch. Um, we've also got the women's championship match which is still in place between Luna Tricks defending against Nina Samuels formerly of NXT um we 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 now though we no longer have the uh, the family war match due to various people being unavailable Ricky Knight is injured for example can't come to 2024 he will be better in 2024 uh, the bulldogs were unavailable something's happened on that side of things so instead RKJ will be defending the WAW World Championship. As in, the World Association of Wrestling from Norwich will be sending their world champion, RKJ, to defend the championship against Lou Nixon and Jackson Arrow in a triple threat match. Oh, good of Jackson to finally go over there and start wrestling. Absolutely. You must be so proud, Matt. Not Matt, Graham. I'm making a joke. Never mind. He has a son named Jackson. Jackson. Well, Jackson Arrow. um, I thought you were talking proud because he's from the Isle of Wight. I was going to say, yeah, definitely. Um, After that, we've then got the casket match between between Damien the Demon and um, our guest a few weeks ago, the virus came Michael. And then we've got a main event between Shara Samuels um, and... Zach Zodiac. It's a great card from top to bottom, still. Um, Matt's had to redo his notes, so because of it. <laughs> Which is no hardship on my part. You know, I get to research more wrestling. You know, it's literally my favorite thing to do. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to do a bit of shameless promotion work. I don't give a fuck. I got I got nothing because I I knew two of those people. Um, that's okay, mate. That's okay. It'll, it'll all be up on YouTube as well for uh, with um with um with me doing the commentary alongside some other people. I believe Adam's doing one with me, so you know. I, oh, I. You have any uh, nine-year-olds doing a, a match with you? I can say I do have a fan joining me for commentary. Oh. Not sure of who it is, but hopefully uh, it will be the child for that won the competition. Hopefully. I don't know for certain, so I can't say for certain. Uh, spoiler alert, it's me. <laughs> you know, uh, I, but, but I'm not going to be there. I'm just going to be on speakerphone. And he's going to hold me up to the microphone. Do you know what, Ryan? I'd still do that. But, but um, yeah, yeah. We'll get you here for a CXW at some point. Graham will at some point. We'll turn up for a CXW. You watch. I wasn't. I was going to actually say off air, but I'll say on air now. I have been offered um, a commentary of a match at CXW if I am in England at the time that one of those matches is on. I've been offered alongside you, Matt. And I was like, because I was asked when I'm returning to England, I said it might be a while, unfortunately. But um, hey, I would be to look forward to in the future. I would be honored to have Graham at my side for a, for a commentary. I, I had a I, I was it was just a, a direct message when I was talking to Paris about something and um, now I had a big smile on my face <coughs> off of that I was like that's really cool that he would even he would even offer that um, but yeah but that's what I heard on the the podcast which I don't know if you're going to mention later or not Matt but I wasn't planning on mentioning too much Lee Hag- the, the Lee Hager show chew the fat 
it was it was a it was a it was a tight turnaround. Uh, I got the I got the train from Clacton to Whitham at six o'clock. Um, we were on the, we start recording about quarter past seven, and I was back at the station for the ten o'clock train. Oof. But Paris mentioned the the energy of the fans and wanting to bring that into the company, and that was one of the reasons why that you're in the position that you are right now. Um, that you were front row, you were vocal, you were very passionate, you supported. I, I mentioned you. Oh, I heard. I, mean, I, I heard. I don't know if you mentioned Ryan, though. I thought that was a little disrespectful. But... I mentioned I mentioned the show a few times. Uh, I didn't. Did. I did. didn't mention Ryan by name. No, I did not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan. I I I was kind of caught. I was told to keep things simple, and mentioning multiple people <laughs> may have muddied the waters. You were told to keep it simple, so you mentioned my name. Okay. Wow. I thought he was being complimentary. All right. My uh, good moment is really. Um, it could have been a few different things this week, um, but as I was watching more and more wrestling yesterday, there was a common thread that was starting to come through. So um, it feels more like a speed check, um, but I'm going to talk about uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. So I think I think he was off my radar for a long time, mainly because he was banned from wrestling in the US for, I want to say, about five years. And then once he returned to the US and was starting to do bookings, I knew he was appearing at the MCW show um, along with the Hardy Boys, and that was one of the names straight away. I was like, oh, I definitely want to go and see the Hardy Boys, but I also want to go and see Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, and he did not disappoint. So a few of the things that came up within this week, but also going back a few weeks. Um, I cannot remember the people who were being interviewed, unfortunately, on uh, Tiffy Sh- Tiffany's show, uh, Indie Wrestling Corner. But they mentioned the fact that they were trained by uh, Mike Bailey. And they mentioned the fact that they could not praise this guy enough. They were basically like, hey, we'd come up with some idea, but we wanted to bounce it off somebody. So we te- we have his number. So we text him like, and then like within an hour, he would text back and he would give you some great ideas. And we're like, we really appreciate that. And then what you'd normally find out is like three, four hours later, he would have given it even more thought and then he would send you additional notes. So it sounds like Speedball Bailey is just like an absolute great guy. And the reason it kind of did come into my thoughts a little bit more was I was watching some GCW last night from last weekend. I think the show was called Thanks Buddy, as far as I can tell. Um, And his match against Gringo Loco was one that as I was looking to, okay, which show am I going to watch? That one definitely caught my eye. I I haven't seen many matches for Gringo Loco, but every match I've seen, which is probably about five now, it's always been like, oh yeah, that's a name that I'm going to keep an eye on for the future. And when I saw it was against Speedball Bailey, I was like, absolutely. Uh, And those guys did not disappoint. Everything you'd expect in that type of match, it's in the ring, it's out the ring, it's on the stage, there's ridiculous flying moves. Um, It thoroughly entertaining and uh, uh, yeah, just a great match to watch. You were and thoroughly also, sports entertained. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I guess to roll into this uh, to this moment as well, I've resubscribed to IWTV, um, mainly because I heard that Marcus Mathers was going to be on the um, the life the life of. Uh, the documentaries they've done. And that was one of the things that in my five-year subscription that I love to watch. And it's probably the thing I've missed the most um, in the 10 months without that. And who appears on this documentary? Speedball Bailey's there. He's uh, talking to Marcus about his match, uh, offering feedback, things like that. And um, I've only watched part one of it so far. Um, but part two is actually uh, Marcus Mathers putting a show together. And I think they're going to talk about that. And the match that they've got in for that one is Dylan McKay versus Speedball Bailey, uh, which I'm also particularly looking forward to. 
Um, I know you're kind of our indie expert, Ryan, now. It used to be me, but now you're on the show. You're really the bigger uh, expert. Um, and I know you've got that H2O connection as well. So is Dylan McKay a name that you're familiar with? Have you seen his work? Yeah. Okay. Does that sound like it would be? To me, that sounds like that would be a great match. Well, Dylan so Speedball Bailey. Just to, just to, based off of Mike Bailey, um, we say it a lot. Like, it's it's kind of a running joke in wrestling. But Speedball Mike Bailey is literally someone who can put on a classic match with a broom. He's that it doesn't matter who he's in the ring with. I, I, I think that he now, obviously, when you put him in the ring with someone who's on that level, you get magic. You really, really do. Um, and I think that Bailey doesn't get enough credit for because, you know, you look at him and he's this really phenomenal technical high flying wrestler but when he does like uh i'm trying to think uh what the name of the show was it was gcw but it was him and uh masha slamovich mm. and it was phenomenal it was it was one of the most brutal things and they were in new york so it wasn't an overly violent match because new york has much stricter uh athletic laws when it comes to blood and you know deathmatch wrestling and stuff like that so it was a very technical match but they still were brutal to one another um and it was really really fun um i like mike bailey a lot i wasn't sold on him i think the first time i saw him i kind of looked at him and like he looks like he's 12 he just has this baby face yeah. to him yeah. and that kind of turned me off. I was just like, I don't know, like this guy just doesn't look like he's a good wrestler, which is a, such a horrible thing way to think because he is he's one of the best on the planet. That guy will have a full time six figure contract with a major promotion sooner rather than later. Um, I also like that he's married to Veda Scott. Yeah. Yep. Uh, because Veda's, uh, I've only, I think, met her once, but she seems like just such a sweet, kind person. Um, and I really love her commentary. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no, uh, to, I to kind of, with what you just said about Veda Scott, she was kind of a regular at Nova Pro at the start. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Mason got to meet her and she was thoroughly nice. Um, I think she did play a heel character a couple of times. Um, she was the evil cat lady in a match against Alley Cat, just cause that kind of fitted in perfectly. Um, but no, she, she was absolutely wonderful. Um, I didn't know while you were talking, I was curious to see, um, where he was ranked on the PWI list. Um, I couldn't quite find it, but I think it said in like the little headline, it was about 30, but I think he's probably a name that's probably when you think top 30, I don't think it's a name that you would immediately associate with that, but I think he's totally deserving of that. Um, but the other thing that I noticed that I didn't realize, and it is only Wikipedia, so it could be wrong. Um, he is actually listed as non-binary, which I didn't recognize. Um, but the pronouns are listed as he or they. So we're okay on that side. But when I first read that part, I was like, oh, I did not know that at all. So I just wanted to throw that in there as well. And I think he would have been ranked higher, but... His his kind of claim to fame in the U.S. is his uh, time with Impact, and they're still, you know, third or fourth, depending on how you kind of rank GCW. 
because I think I feel like GCW, like I know it's a horrible. I know they don't like to hear it, but it's the easiest way to describe them. GCW is kind of the new ECW. They're yeah. that scrappy underdog outlaw fucking nonsense that just took the world by storm. Um, so I feel like they kind of bounce back, and especially now that Ring of Honor is all but dead and buried. You know, GCW and Impact kind of like I think with the rebrand to TNA impacts definitely going to move back up to that official number three spot um, in the U S but that's his, you know, I think he did one, maybe two matches for AEW, um, but he's never been in WWE. He's never been signed to a contract in AEW. So like there's, there's still, there's still room for him to grow. And I'm pretty sure he's pretty young. 33. Um, I did look that yeah. up. But so yeah, he's, he, right. he so he's got good. another 10, 15 years oh, in yeah. him, especially at the, you know, he might not be at the level he's at, but he's definitely at least got another 10 years of top level performance, Um, you know, because you look at, I mean, but then again, you know, you could have 20 years, look at someone like Billy Gunn. I don't know how he's still operating at that level. Um, Dustin Rhodes, too. I'm not I sure he is, mate, to be fair. I think he's retired he is. now. No, he is. Like, I, I, I. He, I he's got a different name now. Mm. Who, Billy Gunn? But he was definitely still no, he's Billy Gunn. The top level in his fifties because when I saw oh, well, him at VCW, yeah. it was like, oh my god, like he's still wrestling at that level. It was, it was, yeah. That, that's a, that's the thing that's you know, like, and you know, there, there's, I think, with the way that these major companies now do take care of their talent, there is a lot more longevity to your career. Um, it's not like the 70s and the 80s where you're working 800 shows a year, you know, like a lot of those, you know, because you got to think guys like Flair and Hogan and Race and Dusty, all those guys I mentioned before, they were wrestling sometimes two, three, four times a, day, a night, sure. you know, for different promotions in the area. Like they were doing an afternoon show, getting in their car to hit another show like that that's a lot of wear and tear on you and they have to put on a hundred percent on both shows it's not like you were in an opening match and then a main event where you can kind of like breeze your way through the opening contest and then blow out the main event you know they have to put on two separate completely different shows in the same day and that's crazy and these guys don't have to do that anymore which is good it's the way it should be um, I'm sure there's plenty of indie folks who still do that, who do an afternoon show and then hoof it over to another show to run. You know, look at look at what they do at the collective. Marcus Mathers had five shows on one day in the in the episode that I watched. I was like, that that must have that must have been recorded during the collective. It it could well it was recorded um June, July 2023. Because American Rana, I think, I believe was featured because I saw fireworks going off. So I'm assuming that was American Rana. Could I'm sure um, if you're in the northeast, then there's going to be uh, different wrestling shows in that area at that time. But uh, but th- th- I-, I wanted to circle back to that. Okay. Um, I've always been a fan of wrestling documentaries. I-, I love wrestling documentaries. Yeah. And I always thought that, like, man, I wish I could see more about like some of these top indie stars. And they started doing the life of it. I'm like, oh, this is really great. I think the first one I watched was Jeff Cannonball. Yeah, and I was I like, "Oh, this one. is really fun. This is this is cool. It's even better because their production costs are so low because they hand them a camera and say, yeah. you go film it.' Yeah, yep. and I think that's genius. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you got two for one in that one because it was uh, Tara Calloway as well, who actually both of those two appear in Marcus's uh, documentary. And um, yeah, they were they they do that. They tend to film people who've already done these and then they reference that their own one that they recorded as well, which I kind of like as well. Um, I want to throw one fact in that I just saw um, about Speedball Baylor, which I did not know. Um, I'm probably going to butcher this. Um, his birth name is... So we know he's from we know he's from Canada. Um, I didn't specifically know it was French uh, Canadian, but it's uh, Emile Charles Balogion Laberge. So I think I can see why it went with uh, Mike Bailey. That would have been a little bit difficult to pronounce for most announcers, and doesn't quite roll off the tongue as nice as it should. Well, that's why that's why uh, PCO calls himself PCO. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> Even though that's not his real name, he just used his fucking gimmick name and changed it. All right, you have uh, 90 seconds. If there's anything else that was good co- this week, Ryan, starting now. Um, so interesting one. Um, just like we we're kind of we, we, we've been talking about this a lot lately. The opening to Raw was a video package, as it is a lot of the times, and it was recapping Crown Jewel. But usually, whenever they do these video packages, they always end with bloodline, 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 bloodline. That's all we ever see because that's their main storyline. But since it was raw, they ended it with Seth and Drew. And I thought that was an interesting little touch because, oh, it's raw. That's our main event. You know, and I I really, really enjoyed that. Um, uh, I love all of the love that uh, TNA is getting. Um, you know, that's a risky move to do a full rebrand of your promotion, whether you're going back or forward. Um, but everything seems I'm actually wearing uh my impact sweatshirt right now because I bought one before they're no longer available. Um, I've got my TNA wear back shirt upstairs. Um also they've got a new TNA wrestling, and on the back it says we're fucking back, and I like that. I think I'm gonna order that one too. Um I really, really enjoyed Crown Jewel as a C-grade pay-per-view. Um, was it a Big Four style? I'm going to go over so you can just put that down. Was it a Big oh. Four style like it usually is? Not really, but it was fun. It was fun from beginning <laughs> to end. I, you know, I enjoyed it. It, it was, it was, it was, we Good all knew it was going to Pop over and that'll get him to stop. Uh, yeah, sure it will. It won't. I was um, reaching for the mute, but I remember I don't have that power. Yeah, you don't. But no, overall, it was a pretty decent week of wrestling in general. Matt, what you got for us? Right, I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet. Uh, Ivy Niles cameo is available right now for $49. $49. So uh, get on it while you can. Baron Corbin charging $200. Um, um, Alpha One Wrestling is back in February. I did that last He's- week. I know, Bram, I'm repeating it. Oh, okay. Good thing. It's a good thing. Even pages. Oh, that is going to be on Fight TV, I believe, as well, Graham, from what I've heard. Uh, Undertaker has corrected himself, which is a good thing. He has said that he thought the wrestling had got softer, all these wrestlers have got soft, and, well, basically, yeah. He's corrected himself. It hasn't got smart, softer, it's got smarter. Because people weren't working through injuries anymore. People were actually getting themselves looked after more. They got smarter, not softer. So he apologizes for anyone he upset with those comments, and that's good. Vince is selling his shares. Can't send one on one go. He's not allowed to. 
It's the beginning of the end for Vince McMahon. Whether you like it or not, it's happening. Um, and uh, I would think we all would like to extend our congratulations to um, Mr. Corey Graves and Miss Carmella for the mm. birth of their, of their child, Dmitry Paul Polinsky, um, this past week. Um, beautiful, beautiful baby. Congratulations to all. Carmella, he better be back for the Rumble, allegedly. Wow. Now, everyone remember, she is not the princess of Staten Island. She's the princess of Spencer, Massachusetts. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And I'd like to point out that everyone out there who said that about her being back for the Rumble because she's given birth in November, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. I mean, at least give her some time to get to know the kid before she goes back on the road, because you know Corey's probably going to be on the road sooner rather than later. Oh, he'll be on, he'll be on Raw next week. Oh, that's too bad. No, he's not on Raw anymore, I don't think. He'll be on Raw next week, though. So. He's not on Raw anymore. He's my on SmackDown. Point, my point stands shut up and talk. Me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't need a full minute and 30, which is why I didn't mind starting it anyway, just so we can keep the time a little bit. Um, Just a couple of things. I already talked about Ivy Nile anyway, so that kind of saved me some time. Um, Having got IWTV back, um, I was curious last night. I was like, oh, what shall I watch? I was like, oh, let me just switch on Wrestling Open, because I haven't watched that for nearly a year, I guess. And it was straight to the number one contendership. And uh, four-way match, uh, Bobby Orlando was in it. I'm a big fan of Bobby Orlando. Bobby Jr. was there as well, for people who know who Bobby Jr. is as well. Uh, great match. Bobby Jr. did not win. Uh, sorry, Bobby Bobby Orlando did not win. Uh, Bobby Jr. Great, did. But that would have been awesome. That would have been great storytelling. Uh, but no, just great to see that event. Obviously, it's in your neck of the woods, Ryan, as well. But just such a fun event. That might be my Thursdays rather than Impact Wrestling going forwards. Because um, I think I enjoyed that more than I did for Impact Wrestling. And um, looking forward to the announcement for Full Gear, Orange Cassidy versus uh, John Moxley. I think that could be a future good cop moment. And that's all I got for this week, though. And I agree just because they're finally using Moxley as the vicious heel as opposed to the goofy. Like, everyone was like, oh, he's so much better in AEW. And I'm like, I'm seeing the same character of Dean Ambrose. Like, I see this because he's kind of goofy. He says weird shit. You know, but he's finally being vicious. He's kicking the shit out of people. And I'm like, yeah, see, that's the guy I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited. I mean, who doesn't love OC? <laughs> Exactly. Well, I'm not editing because we're going to try and get this out on Friday, so we're going straight into bad cop moments. So, Ryan, what is your main bad cop moment of the week? My main bad cop moment is that I had the best bad cop moment, and I couldn't even be allowed that. So, (laughs) my co-hosts of this show forgot my birthday, (laughs) and then they didn't even have the decency to forget about it until we recorded so it could be my bad cop moment i did it's true so you're all pieces of shit well i saved myself anyway all pieces of shit um you're all banned from all future uh some things i don't know what um and i just want to point out i may not remember original dates but i'm gonna try my best graham it's either march or may and it's the first, and I'm pretty sure it's May because I don't think you're in the winter. Am I? Am I correct? So, all right. So, I just need to give you my mother's maiden name, and now you can transfer all my bank account to, <clears throat> to your bank account. Yes, it's yeah. May first. Matt is August. Yep. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's, 
it's in the back half of August. Yep, technically, yeah. I want to say this is out there publicly, so yeah, same. Yeah, it's the it's the, basically it's the, if you go and look on the uh, uh, the account for Good Cop, I share the birthday with the boss of the network. So, with the what network? The boss of the network. Oh, the, the boss. boss of the network. I thought you said Boston oh, Network to begin with. The Boston Network. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want to say. I want to say it's. 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, somewhere in that general range. Yes. Okay. So fuck you both. Oh, I okay. Are you going to actually tell me, are you going to give full context now? I kind of alluded to it a little bit, but you, <clears> you, <throat> you couldn't not. do this as your main bad cop moment. So why could you not do this as your main bad cop moment? Oh, we're we just going to be liberal with the truth. Because you remembered two days late. <laughs> And I wished you, I said, how the, I don't remember the exact quote was like, how the fuck did I miss this? But a belated happy birthday. Well, and honestly, I, and genuinely, I, because it happens to me all the time, because I think we've all become accustomed to Facebook notifying us when someone's birthday is, but Facebook servers are so terrible. Sometimes it tells me two, three, four days later that, oh, by the way, this birthday was a couple of days ago. Did you catch that? All right, so I don't know what I was doing on Tuesday as to why I missed the notification on Tuesday, because I normally do get those ones through. Um, the only reason I did spot it was it was uh, Brett Jager's birthday yesterday. I saw that one, um, but I, it, was king, it wasn't clear on what day it was. So I was trying to click on the things to see if it listed the physical date. I wasn't sure if it thought I was in Britain and it was a day off. So I clicked on that and then it was like two days before it was Ryan. I was like, what the hell? I was like, how did I miss that? So no, yeah, it's, it's Facebook. It, honestly, I like, I started, what I've started doing personally is I've started putting them in my Google calendar, like people who actually fucking matter. <laughs> Are so, you telling us we make, we're making your Google calendar, Ryan? Is that, is that what you, I'm hearing? You might. You might. <laughs> oh. I don't actually know if Ooh. you're in there yet. But it um, doesn't matter because he, he didn't even, he did not do anything at all. But uh, a, a, a secondary, just so we can keep it in wrestling a little bit, uh, was on Dynamite. There was a spot where Max Caster got thrown through like a, a glass window into an office that had no discernible doors to it. So it was clearly just a box that they built in backstage <laughs> to do the spot. And then the guy just kind of slips out the back, like where the corners kind of met so he could push through. It was very <laughs> awkward. And like, motherfucker, you you're this is a million dollar company. You couldn't buy some you couldn't buy a door with your your you know plaster and drywall. Like you GCW can afford doors. How can't you? We get doors. Yeah, and they are not even close to, not saying you're small, but you're smaller than GCW. Yeah. You're much smaller than AEW. Yeah. As we're talking about weapons that you can use in a match, um, one of the matches that Marcus <coughs> Mathers was uh, documenting, and it featured from the background, I don't know if you saw this one, Ryan, it said it was the match of, I think it said 700 light tubes. That sounds absolutely insane. They were all stacked up around the ring, and then there was like a pile on the floor. It definitely featured Matt Tremont. Um, I was yeah. like, I have no idea what this is, but I want to watch more of it, because I only saw yeah, it So, So seconds. normally, like, yeah, when you do, like, a lot of promotion, deathmatch promotions, when they do the light tube matches they'll they'll have like a light tube every six inches to a foot 
on the ropes. But yeah, when they do the 700, it's wall to wall, except for one little opening for them to get into the ring. The entire ropes are covered in light tubes vertically. And then there's bundles outside the ring. Now, the other person was John Wayne Murdoch, who I was struggling to remember to begin with. So you're telling me this isn't a one-off thing. This is like an annual thing? I've I've seen at least, I don't think I've seen the one with uh, John Wayne. But I've definitely seen H2O 700 Light 2 match. Oh, okay. So I, they've done it more than once. It was just like, um, um, who was it? Ace Romero, probably Nick Gage, because, you know, Nick Gage. Uh, and it was a 10,000 thumbtack match. <laughs> and uh-huh. the entire ring was full of them, like literally just full of thumbtacks um and after that match i was at the bar and i struck up a conversation with uh ac baby and i asked him i said look man i just gotta know what does it feel like and he said it feels like you're rolling around on broken glass (laughs) and i said that sounds wonderful thank you for sharing I'm not sure if it was that exact one, but it wasn't 10,000. It was like 9,950 because somebody deliberately removed one box just so they could say that it wasn't actually that. So I know there's multiple matches that have used uh, that, 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 I think that, that one might have like... been a Ricky Shane Page match, actually. But... Yeah, he, he does. A, I mean, he's <clears throat> a lot of people tend to forget this, but he's one of the founders of Beyond Wrestling. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they started in Ohio. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it was it was Drew and, and Ricky, from what I understand, were kind of like the the brainchild, and they were essentially doing matches for other wrestlers, like they were in a, like a warehouse, and just like the wrestlers who were on the show were standing around the ring, and that's kind of where they got their feel of like, oh well, that's where the fans will stand too. Yeah. So that and this could be completely wrong. It's just what I remember of their history, but hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's it. Right, you're at, you're both assholes. Uh, and uh, weird weird broom was on AEW. What you got for us, Matt? You're still on mute. Nice job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technical difficulties. We we struggle sometimes on good cop bad cop to sometimes focus too much on the bad stuff and not enough on the good stuff. Um, now. This coming Monday, there'll be 18 years to the day we lost Eddie Guerrero. Oh my gosh. 18 already? Wow. It's, it's devastating. It's devastating still to this day. That you think that that means that there are people who can actually have children legally and have never seen Eddie Guerrero live in person. It's very sad. Um, so I'm going to flip my bad cop moment. I want to hear your favorite Eddie moments. Cheer me up. Certainly thoughts go out to his family. People like Dominic Mysterio. (laughs) I'm going to let Ryan go first. That's, that's really, really hard because it's Eddie Guerrero. Almost every moment he's had has been fantastic. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the rules and I'm gonna give two. 
for two very fun. different reasons. So first we'll go with the traditional uh him and Ray at Halloween Havoc. It oh, well, that man. was a moment in WCW where I think a lot of people went, Oh shit, this luchador crap is like really viable. Like this is really cool, and I really like this. Um I think there's a reason it's consistently on greatest matches of all time lists. It's just the only issue with that match is Ray's gear. It's just really awkward. I don't like it. It's awkward, yeah. But it's um it's an iconic match. Can't get that. But uh the uh, this phrase is used very very often, but when I use it, it typically refers to this moment. The chair shot heard round the world between him and JBL when Eddie bladed just a little too deep and created one of the bloodiest matches in professional wrestling history. The first, I believe it's the last match to get the MA rating from WWE. No, no. Uh, Cena, one of Cena's matches later, also against JBL, gets it. Uh, be, uh, yeah, because he um, also blades a little too deep and it's gushing everywhere. Um, but yeah, that I remember I didn't watch a lot of SmackDown product at that time, but I heard that uh, another match on the card was happening because I, I, I was mainly a raw guy and I was very intermittent. But I was like, oh, this SmackDown pay-per-view sounds really good. It's a uh, it's not Great American Bash. It's uh, it Judgment, Day. It? Judgment Day. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I was like, oh, and Judgment Day's always been a good show, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm going to check it out. And I remember just sitting in shock at how much, and like the, the, the crowd reaction. You hear the chair shot, and then the crowd sees, I, I think I, I've counted a bunch of times. It's like three seconds between chair shot and he's completely covered in blood. And the crowd reaction is what, because it's the pop for the chair shot. And then it's, oh, as the blood is just squirting out of his head. And I, it's, it's, it's the fact that he was still able with that much blood loss to perform at the level that he did during that match. Ridiculous. Phenomenal. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, I mean, the goat term gets thrown around a lot, but Eddie is definitely in the conversation of greatest of all time. If someone said he was, not a lot of people would argue against it. He he never got to the finish of his career, so he no, went he, out he'd still top. he'd still be active. I guarantee he would he would not retire. He would literally poor choice of words, but he would literally die in that ring. He would wrestle I know until you his mean. body wouldn't let him. Fully get what you mean, yeah. Fully get what you mean. I think he could be an easily a manager piece as well. Like, you know, he could be a mouth for somebody. He can interfere ringside. Uh, he he would still be doing something. That He'd would be, be touching 60 now as well. That's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he could still, he would still be significant. He, was he really? He was 39 when he died. The thirty-eight years old. The thirty-eight years old. So I'm old. You said he... that was eighteen, so that's less than sixty. Then, wow, you did. Oh, yeah, I, I, I said he'd be pushing sixty. Oh, okay. Well, you're definitely pushing forty then, on that basis. Apparently, I am. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay. as long as we're prepared to admit that. All right. Um, well, if you're going with two, I'm going to go with two as well. Um, I, I can't really think exactly which one this would be. I, I have a feeling that I probably saw this on um, 
the WWE documentaries where it would have been Sasha and she would have been talking about her favorite Eddie Guerrero matches. And it was um, against Dean Malenko. I'm assuming it's from WCW. Um, I'm assuming there was more than one of these as well. Um, yeah. But I can't remember which one it was, but it was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is absolutely amazing. So I, it doesn't, does it matter which one I pick? No. If you put those two together in a ring, it's going to be phenomenal. That would certainly be one of them. The reason why I was hesitating, and I would have gone with this one first, because I don't remember the specifics of the first one. Um, it would have been the championship match against uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, that is one that I did go back and There's not many matches that I actually go back and re-watch, um, but that's one that I have seen at least three times um just because it's just the atmosphere like he's not supposed to win clearly um but the reaction to him winning in the end is is phenomenal and it's just it's just a super moment in um in wrestling history phenomenal moment it is um for me one of them is eddie Guerrero winning at um Rainy 20 uh beating one of the greatest ever kurt angle um with, with a roll up by cheating to win uh it's 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 perfect it's a perfect um and the way the way that WrestleMania ended for him was perfect for him and Eddie will never see what happened to his friend because of it afterwards so Eddie will always have that perfect memory of it so that's perfect for him the other moment for me is 2003 at a house show in London I witnessed Eddie Guerrero in person, um, watched him and Chavo take on Team Angle for the Tag Team Championships. This match went on after the WWE Championship match. Um, and they cheated. They didn't win, unfortunately, because uh, the house show, obviously. Uh, but came out for the save in the main event, Eddie and Chavo did. And... Um, they were all dancing to a Kiki song, and Eddie was dancing, and it was a it, it was just, it was a lovely moment, and I can I can tick off I got to see Eddie Guerrero in the ring, I mean, so people can watch him on like on the network, I mean, but I got to see him in person, and that was my first ever experience of WWE in person was seeing Eddie fucking Guerrero. You know? I had to look as soon as you mentioned. I was like, I wonder if I've seen Eddie Guerrero because I couldn't specifically remember. I have, and it's kind of a unique match as far as I'm concerned as well. Um, Eddie Guerrero and China defeated Trish Stratus and Val Venus for the intergender tag team title. Um, that was at SummerSlam 2000. No. That's what it said. Uh, did I say SummerSlam 2000? I, China, I, I believe China pinned Val Venus to become Intercontinental Champion. Uh, well, Wikipedia's got it wrong then, but that's what it lists. It, it was into, into the match, yeah, but it was it was for the... Oh, it does say underneath, China won the Intercontinental title yeah. after pinning Strauss. Yeah, Strauss. I like, like, Intercontinental Tag Team Championship? I'll that's be all about it says that. on here. I'll be all about that, but... Stipulation is it says it's an intergender tag team match. And I was like, I didn't even know that was even a thing. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's... Um, it's that... that that show and that match and everything about it is another reason why I stand by fully the year 2000 was WWF's best year. Summer, you know, we had TLC Royal Rumble 2000 is my favorite pay-per-view of all time. We had Triple H cactus hell in a cell at no way out. You know, the only real blemish personally 
is it's not even WrestleMania. It's just the main event of WrestleMania. The four way is just not what it should have been. I will stand by WrestleMania being a disappointment because the entire event and only one match on the card was a one on one match. And that was the cat versus Terry in a cat fight. Yeah, see, I'm I'm not I'm not seeing the issue here. Uh the fact we didn't have any more singles matches, dude. Yeah, but I, I just heard cat fight. I'm sorry, my, my mind went blank. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got we got, we got we were privileged to see the stick with the Bonko Buster being done by Mae Young, so fuck off. Carry on, yes. Um no, no yeah, 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 just he'll, just two thousand heel cat. Oh hello cat. Um yeah, I, I just 2000 is such a, a fun year because it was it, it like to be honest, it was it was just them firing on all cylinders. They had their top talent and everything was just great. But they were also doing we go thing. We had Raven coming throughout the year as well. We had so many new interesting people on this roster. Yeah. And it was just there there was there was something there was something in the water that year that just had them just going. I think it was, you know, it, it was that that victory in '99, um, early '99, with the ratings, and then they just ran with it. And '99 was their transitional period, and 2000 is when Vince actually figured it out. He figured out the formula, and it works. Um, and there were so many new guys coming up, you know, with Edge and Christian, the Hardys, and like a lot of call ups from radical. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of signees from WCW, a lot of signees from ECW, just a brand new, you know, that Jericho was became a breakout star here as well. Like like they they always call the early 90s the new generation. Hmm. 2000 was the new generation. And let's not forget of course, we also had um we also had the most amazing return of Austin after a year out as well yeah. that year. There was so much, yeah. It was just the American badass character. There, the reason, like you guys, kind of shit on me for it. The reason I'm watching WWF at the time I am, and I started so early, was because I wanted. I didn't want to jump straight into the stuff that was so good. I wanted to see. You wanted some foreplay. Yes, but I wanted to see, I wanted to prove that what I believed back then was true. And that's 97, 96, 97, 98, when people like, oh, WWF was the best back then. It wasn't. It was not anywhere near as good as you thought it was. It's good, but WCW was way better. Leagues better. Yeah. Um, And that's the reason they were winning. And it really was you know let's put the belt on someone who no one would ever think would hold the belt and that changed it forever also was- eddie guerrero yeah he's awesome <coughs> we've digressed slightly from eddie guerrero um unfortunately but uh yeah um Graham, we talk about you- 2001 now if you want you talk graham uh, it's um I've calmed down a lot from my original bad cop moment, but I think I want to twist it into Ryan's new theory from last week, the conspiracy theory idea. So the reason that the video on Raw ended at um the match between uh Seth um and Drew was because 
Triple H acknowledges that that main event was absolute horseshit, and he does not want to be associated with that. He realized it was a terrible decision, so that was the reason why it ended up that. It had nothing to do with it being Raw at all. Um, Triple H is my bad cop moment of the week. So Matt knows that I'm not happy with this at all. I am not happy with the booking of the main event. Um, did I expect... LA Knight to win. No, not for one second did I expect LA Knight to win. But can you give me a different fucking story than somebody on the outside? Paul's going to interfere. Solo's going to interfere. Jimmy's going to interfere. Or used to be Jay used to inter It takes three interferences to get Roman to win. Why does it even matter how long his title reign is when it's only because of multiple interferences per match? Give me Seth's title reign right now over Roman's title reign when you can say that Seth's had to do it all by himself. It makes no sense to me. Now, Matt's telling me, this was why I made the comment earlier about the pay. Oh, but wait for the payoff, Graham. Wait until LA Knight wins and it'll all be worth it in the end. We've heard this multiple times, though. You told me this months ago. This would be what was with Cody. Hey, just wait. Okay, it'll be the payoff with Cody. Cody will win it in lobby. It's the same boring story for three plus years, and I'm tired of it. I was tired of it when Ella J was on with us, with, with us that episode, and she was tired of it as well. Anybody but Roman was the thing that we were saying, and I'm totally sticking by that. I thought with Hunter moving in, we might get some slightly more exciting storylines. I would have been happy if Roman Reigns would have crushed LA Knight. I would have preferred that over what we saw on um, Saturday. It's boring. It's boring every single time. And what's so going to happen after you... this one? We're not going to see him again for another two months. And then we're going to have the same bullshit story again with whoever they pick next. I'm done. I'm done with it. That should not be the main event. Roman Reigns and... should not be in another main event until we have a different type of story. Because it's boring storytelling. It's not exciting to watch. No interest in that at all. I, I hate it. I'm even more done with it than I was before. And if it's just so you can knock Hulk Hogan off that pedestal. So, Ryan, you think this might be September 24? Fuck it. I might stop watching SmackDown. I'm Now I've got IWTV. I might be just prepared to watch. Or perhaps I can just watch the first hour and a half of SmackDown. And I don't need to do deal with Roman Reigns anymore. Not that he was going to be on the show anyway. It's, I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. Have you seen the reported internal stuff that's been coming out surrounding him from WWE? About Roman or about Hunter? About Roman. No. They allegedly, and I cannot, I, I, I have no proof other than things I've read, is that your reaction right now, this is intentional. They're trying to make, to make another, it. Make me watch another show. They're, they're allegedly attempting to make him not unlikable in a storyline sense, to make him unlikable in a television sense. And I agree with you. I don't think it's the right play. But at the same time, I understand it. This is Cena's reign of terror all over again. It, it, Too it, long. You don't it, need to do that same bullshit story for three years. And and I do have a follow-up to this, but it's uh it's the next segment. Okay. Um but I agree with you. I the the one good thing again, and I will I will stand by this, is that I feel like obviously this is probably not the conversation that happened, but I feel like they were sitting in Gorilla and Triple H pulled LA Knight aside and said, Prove to me that this is where you're supposed to be. 
and that's the one good thing that came out of it is LA Knight proved that he is a main event player and that he is a main event star. But I agree with you. Roman, you know, I've been over it for about six months. I'm just like, yeah, all right. If, if you're right, if if they like, let's say the next challenger, I'm just going to throw out a random name. Let's just say it's Grayson Waller. I don't know. Okay. If the main event of whatever show Roman shows up to work is, is him and Grayson Waller, and it's a Goldberg-style squash match, I'm actually more okay with that. Yeah. Like, just give me something different. Give me give me Lesnar and Cena at SummerSlam 10 years ago or whatever it was, when nobody in their right mind thought Lesnar was going to squash Cena. Because who the fuck squashes John Cena? Brock Lesnar does. Make me believe that Roman's more than a chicken shit heel. Okay, my my my, my end point to this was going to be having obviously everyone knows how what happened during that match. Um, obviously Nick Aldis knows what happened in that match. WW Highbrass has known what's happened in that match. In and going back through the history, suspend him, suspend Solo, suspend just do something. But to not even acknowledge it and just to let it happen every single match, like it it ruins well, the integrity a, of the story. That's the thing is there is booking here. Oh, this keeps happening. Well, at Survivor Series or at Royal Rumble or whatever, Roman, you're going to defend against LA Knight, but it's going to be inside of Hell in a Cell or it's, you know, something like that. Give us a reason. That shouldn't be three years into this story, though. Agreed. No, like I agree. Eight months, six months, eight months, whatever. I, I'm just tired. It's every single opponent, the same thing happens. If it's not Sami Zayn, if it's not Cody, if it's not LA Knight, it's, it's somebody else. Well, think back about. to even before Solo was there. Uh, Kevin uh, Owens lost because Paul Heyman interfered. Exactly. It is. It's, I'm not. I'm, I'm not impressed with this rain at all. Like it's just uh, rain. I, I know. I know. I, I got it. Matt, do you want to chime in? Because you're telling me the payoff's going to be worth it. I would, but you be, any payoff would. Being worth it at this point. I I I would, Graham. But you you don't want to hear what I want to say. What, what did I say? So I don't normally stop you. Come on, tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> I do agree with everything you've said. Oh, okay. So you're being the devil's advocate. Uh, But I would like to just point out one little thing. Okay. We are recording now on Friday before SmackDown. So we actually haven't seen the reaction to what actually happened on Crown Jewel yet. So for all we know, Nick had to come out tonight and say, like, fuck this shit. I'm not Adam Pearce. I'm not going to stand for this crap. We don't know yet. He probably won't, Graham. I grant you. Not holding my breath. Nor am I, Graham. But to be fair, we haven't given the chance for actually any fallout to happen yet. But I've seen some news out saying that WWE now want a not to create a deeper connection with a fan base. Like, really? They're all it's over like no tomorrow. What more do you need, sort of thing. So I put a lot of stock into that for a start. But what are they looking for in that? I can't even. I can't if even. That, if end that's true, I don't believe it's a minute game. Only for a minute. Oh. But the last three years, well, three three years, most of the last half, someone's had their fingers all over creative, whether they admittedly or not. He's not anymore. So. 
I'm prepared to give Trips the chance to actually tell a story here. But because we've had the same thing for the last three and a half years, spice it up somehow because we're sick of this shit. Feel it great, Graham. Feel it great. If if Trips puts a spin on it somehow, but I say SmackDown tonight will be will be the answer to that. If nothing is addressed, then we'll, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll yeah we'll wait and see. All right, speed check moment. Ryan, you're up first. Not that you pay any attention to the clock, but it's supposed to be ninety seconds. Well, uh, pop uh, good, over the top of you if you go longer. Good, good cop moment. Um, Ghosts, which is a British TV series, is premiering in the U.S. this week. I didn't know that. That's exciting. Uh, but moving over to more of the bad cop. Um, so still like you know, two 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 men that I, I I respect and love as brothers uh, forgot my birthday so that's pretty fucked up. Uh that's fun. It's absolutely fun. It's fun to th- to say things. Um, yeah. So I agree. Like this was the moment to pull the trigger for L.A. Night. Um. You know, the same thing, you know, like we were just talking about. It's They pulled the trigger with The Rock. They pulled the trigger with Austin. They pulled the trigger with Mick Foley. They pulled the trigger with Triple H. When the time was right and they were hot, they pulled the trigger. And now you can't pull the trigger. I will say also, bad cop moment. I really, really, really expected Drew to win uh, at Crown Jewel. And I'm surprised they didn't do that. I'm curious what the plan is with Seth. Um uh bad cop moment uh this is really a good cop moment but bad cop is i i i i really really love what they're doing with shinsuke and it's a bad cop moment because i really don't know what the play is here but it's so good and i'm frustrated that i can't figure it out <laughs> so that's a bad cop moment um Oh, fuck, he's actually going to be respectful of time. Matt, all right, before he changes his mind. Okay, and also, so the other thing. (laughs) Okay, well, Graham's got the time if I have a chance to start. Well, Um, you had yourself on mute, so that's your own fault. Okay, well, in any case, uh, TNT Sports in the UK um, decided this week to um, put out a tweet asking, who's going to win the Fatal Five-Way at Ground Jewel? Yes, they put it out on Monday, two days after we known that we already retained the fucking title. They did take it down pretty soon after, <laughs> but not before five hundred and thirty people had reposted it and also and all replied to it. Um, that was twelve minutes, by the way. I did get a screen grab of it and send it to you guys, and you guys, what am I seeing here? I was pointing out like, oh, yeah, wasn't great. Um. Tyson Kidd said through Chris Van Vliet this week, he will never wrestle again. I'm aware that it's been eight years, but I always held hope that he'd come back and get back in the ring. He's never doing it, he says. And I'm like, well, that's fair. One of my all-time favourites, one of the workhorses that it really should have been. No. no. Ric Flair is the headline is the headline act for January the 6th, Collision. Um... I'm assuming that's because everyone who is decent in AEW is is headline Wrestle Kingdom. Perfect on time. Um, where would he rank in your list of husbands, just out of interest? Tyson Kidd? Yeah. Natalia would kill me. 
we get closer. <laughs> I think it's time for Ryan's number three on his list. Probably. Well, well first, 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 if if you want uh, TJ, I can keep Natalia busy. In the okay, fine. <laughs> Need number five. Need number five. Then you got your wingman already prepared there. <laughs> It's true. He is. Ooh. Have you seen him on Total Divas, Graham? He is so fucking fit. <laughs> I know he's a favourite of yours. His name has come up multiple times, which is... I've not always come up. <laughs> I was really worried earlier when you were talking about wrestlers being soft, what you were going to do was the opposite when you finally got to it, but thankfully you... Uh... Uh, Ryan, 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 your third choice, who is it? This is a tough one. I'm, I've been I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I feel like I I need to bring it back to something uh, in professional wrestling, um, and uh, you know I, I've been really kind of uh, back and forth, um, but uh, you know so 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 there's a there's a type of man. Um, I, I believe a real man's I, man. I believe that the term is bear. Uh, means they're a little larger, well, uh, typically a little hairy, like the tits we're seeing on screen right now. Um, <laughs> but I don't, you know, because I'm not about, I'm not all about looks. I'm not all about looks. I'm about a caring, caring person. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go with Mr. Michael Foley. Okay. <clears throat> no. Uh, wow, I don't think you're allowed to. Yeah, you're not allowed to. Know. I'm going to explain why you should change. I'm, no, I'm going to say why you why why the idea of that just makes me cringe. Have you ever seen any of the um, <laughs> the WWE um, cartoon thing where they're, they're telling the road road trip stories? Yes, the one where Triple H tells of Mick Foley. I can't look at him the same way now. You, when, you're, you're, you're just saying words. I have the attention span of a Mick fucking... Foley literally took no change of clothes with him, wrestled in sweaty clothes, went to the shower, showered, used the sweaty clothes to dry off, and then put the clothes back on and went to the next town and wrestled. Oh, God. Look, I work from home, and I know Graham posted something about this. Sometimes you just kind of forget. Um, that's different. And that's gross. That's also a man on the road trying to save money so he can support his family. Nick wouldn't not saving money. He has more than one pair of clothes. He just didn't bring more than one pair of clothes. Literally, you could you could lose them on the road. They could be stolen. He literally turned up with a rolled up ball of clothes under his arm. No suitcase. We should almost stop talking and just give it to him as his devil's advocate. This is totally indefensible. <laughs> that would have been the best devil's advocate ever. That it's appropriate just to bring one item of clothing for a road trip. Holy <coughs> crap. That's ridiculous. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, let me start my 90 seconds. Um, Impact from Glasgow. It did not grab me at all. I, I was watching my phone way too often. Uh, it was nice to see Grado, but besides that, it, it just didn't get to me at all. Um, I saw from WWE Heel Yard, uh, The Undertaker and Vince McMahon once put a $100 bet on a football game. Undertaker won, and Vince paid him with a jar of pennies. 
What an asshole. Like, you got so much money and you would do that? Ridiculous. Um, I want to throw in a couple of unsure moments as well. I thought one of these would have been mentioned earlier as a possible good cop moment. Was it a good cop moment that Logan Paul saved Rey Mysterio from a serious injury? Or was it a bad cop moment that Logan Paul was out of position? I've heard more people mention the former, but I heard one person say the latter. So I was curious to know what you think about that. Uh, Impact on Sling seems to have been moved from Access to Impact Channel, uh, but that doesn't appear till a day later, so I'm never going to get a chance to watch it and talk about Impact anymore on uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop. And another unsure one, Tony Khan reveals he tried to get AI to write an episode of AEW Dynamite. Um, I think that story said it was from June or July of this year. Um, I guess that would be, to steal Rob's thunder, a a WTF cop moment, to be honest. But hey, um, I'm a little under time, but I want to know what you guys' thoughts were. So Ray Logan thing. Yeah, the Ray Logan thing. I So we, as fans... We'll never know unless someone comes out and says yes or no. I've watched it four or five times. My initial reaction was Logan was out of position. But I don't know. At the same um, time, he did recover quite well. Yeah, no. The, the 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 credit I will give to Logan Paul one way or the other is he knew what to do in the situation. He acted quickly and an injury was avoided the bad cop moment of this is why people seem to think that attacking either ray or logan is appropriate considering that one way or the other whoever was in the wrong nothing bad happened out of a situation that could have been catastrophic because that could have been a career ender Indeed, um, Indeed. and so, I've, I've been I've been very vocal on this show and other shows about my thoughts of Logan Paul. Um, in terms of in really this match, in, <laughs> in this match, he was nothing but professional. Uh, in, in fact, his entire approach to wrestling had been nothing but professional. My my thoughts on him being in the industry are purely on him as a person, and I'm not analyzing that right now. I'm analyzing. His professional credentials, and right now, that no, no question, he recovered well from being out of position. Okay, all right. Um, I think that's it. We're gonna go straight into fan cop moments. Uh, I'm gonna. No, we're not. Why are you? Why are you skipping my new segment? Jeez, I thought that came in later. No, uh, that's it's it. Well, actually, no. If you're doing fan cop next, and we're not doing devil's, it's replacing devil's advocate. Usually, it's not replacing it. I'm gonna no, for me. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> sure. All right. Well, I'm gonna go into fan cop moments anyway, if I can. I think my whole computer's just messed up because of you, Ryan. Ugh, I had it already. What did I do now. It just seems to not want to open at all. All right, I got um Jamel Holness at GHH Wrestling. Uh, just a good cop moment. Uh, Cody Rhodes announced for War Games at Survivor Series. Um, I thought um I thought that was a pretty good introduction. I know we like um. Oh shoot! What the hell is happening with my computer? All right, you guys are better take over. My computer's just gone crazy. I can't even find them. I can find them. It's all good. Okay. Go ahead, um... I would go with Dan Griffin, 21. Good cop moment. I attended more live wrestling. North was fantastic, as always. Um, feuding great company. Got me Cole Radrick and Leon Slater. 
Hmm. Mark out, got moment. See myself in the impact turning point crowd. And back on moment, gotta wait two weeks until my next live event. Um, <laughs> Dan's got the, re- the indie wrestling buzz. Love it. Oh. Ryan, if you're ready, you can go. And if not, I'll do UTT, Rob. Yeah, no, I uh, I finally got that. Uh, we're going to go with uh, <clears throat> our glorious corporate overlords uh, at Visionaries Global Net Media, at Viz Global Media. NXT, this is a great cop moment. NXT is back to being must-see TV every week. Yeah. It's true. It's been so good lately. Um, Yeah, can't agree with that more. Is that down to Becky Lynch a little bit, do you reckon? She hasn't been on in the past three weeks. No, but in the time that she was champion, 42 days, by the way, she defended the championship more times than Roman did in mm-hmm. the entire year. Yep. Well, Becky is a workhorse. <laughs> she is a workhorse. She, I don't know, she also defended a bit more times than Seth did in the year, but... Well, I would also spend more time in a dark room with her than I would with Seth. So, mm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so horny today. That's um, at UTT, Rob, to move this along quickly. Hashtag good cop moment. TNA looking to make a new console game? Hmm. Surprised Ryan didn't mention that one, unless he already knew it was going to get brought up anyway. Uh, WTF cop moment. NWA managing to mess up their CWTV <laughs> deal. And hashtag bad cop moment. Oh, ricocheting concussion protocol. Uh, I missed that story, I have to admit. It would explain a great deal, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, I'm um, gone. Sorry, no, I was going to say, I did not know that uh, that Mr. DeMore and the fine folks over at TNA were looking to make a new game, but I think it's a good idea because, unpopular opinion, I really liked TNA Impact. I thought it was a good it was, wrestling game. It was a good game. It was a good game. Um, I'm going to go to the Queen of the Indies. Tiffany, good cop moment. Um, last show of the year did not disappoint. Everyone should watch on Fight TV, Fight Life PW. Mm, okay. Um, a lot of people just doing good cop moments this week, so I'll keep really going. High five. Yeah, absolutely. High five Tom at High Five Tom. Will Ospreay and Shota Imuna. Shota Amina. Amina. Have a five star burner um has anyone had a year like the billy goat is having in 2023 i don't know perhaps that's rhetorical possibly who knows where you're going right i've lost my thing now because i've I had to click away because i didn't make notification come through ah here we go uh i'm me so it's gonna be uh ring of a reverie good cop moment although it is a replay of the gbh 13 from two weeks ago this week Will and High Five Tom got to rewatch a match of your contender between Roddy Strong and Paul London. Also, with those replays, people like UTD Rob were able to watch Ring of Honor pay per view matches on TV because no pay per view overseas in 2013. That's true. Hmm. I think that's Ryan. Yeah, it's uh, Midwest. Yep. Um, there you go. Sorry, my actually, you do it because my Twitter just clicked. What, the, what is going on? with computers today all right uh midwest wrestling roundup podcast. Uh, hashtag proud cop moment uh got to head up to the Northwoods with a better with the better and half does that just mean the better half better know. half yeah 
Okay, I don't even think you need and in there. Uh, and some friends for some We Love Wrestling Volume 1 and MWR slash VGM are proud sponsors for a brand new promotion. Oh, always good when we can uh, give a little bit back to VGM. I would say the Chad and Diesel do so much for us. And um, yeah, anytime we can do anything to uh, promote the network, um, we're always going to kind of take that opportunity. But it's kind of cool when we get to see that logo on our screen as we're watching wrestling for sure. Um, that's it. Matt, you normally do the thank you, so. Indeed, thank you to all of our um, lovely uh, fan cops for getting in touch. We look forward to hearing from you again next week. I guess the only question is, with this being a new segment, does Ryan do his... Uh, do you do your new segment before we do The Devil's Advocates or after The Devil's Advocates? I'll do it whenever you want. Or in the middle of The Devil's Advocates. Do it now. I just start talking randomly. Oh, it's not um, How will we know when that new segment started, though, if you just do that? Well, no, because there's going to, like I, I said last week, there's going to be some cool music. Oh. And it's going to be like, do, 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 whatever. And then I'm going to be like, welcome to Conspiracy Cop Moment. And I'm going to have like some cool lighting effects and stuff. Um, it's black and white, like film noir. It's very, 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 very moody. We're here with Ryan on Late Night Love. Um, no, there is no love. Only mystery, intrigue. So let's talk about something that a lot of people have been noticing lately. And I actually brought this up with a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Cactus Dan, uh, a number of weeks ago, that for the past two years um they've talked about all of the records that roman is breaking as champion and they all they you know they always said because michael cole always did you know these are the only people that he that have held the title longer than roman reigns people like pedro morales and bob backland and Hulk Hogan and Bruno San Martino. Inconspicuous over the past couple of months has been Bob Backlund. They have stopped mentioning him as someone who's held the title longer. Hmm. They are now listing him, as far as I can tell, as splitting his title reign, which means he doesn't hold that record. But that means they are acknowledging Inoki's win over Bob Backlund in 1979. When did they start doing that? Because they have never acknowledged his title win. And I'm curious as to what is going on. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, my thought is, um, hi, Chris. So, so okay. So just, to, <laughs> just to, to keep you all on board. So Bob Backlund wins the championship. At yep. Madison Square Garden on February 20th, 1978. Yep. On November 30th, 1979, Antonio Inoki defeats him. The title is then vacated one week later. And a week after that, Bob Backlund regains the championship on December 17th, 1979. He then goes on to hold the title until December 20. 6th, 1983. Yeah. So far, yeah. So the only, so that's the record. The record is him holding it from February 20th, 1978 until December 26th, 1983. 
That's the the, <laughs> the official record. Yeah. So, even but but even even taking that out of the equation, like remove that entirely. Yeah. He holds so that in that in between reign from 1979 to 1983 is still almost 1500 days, which would still put him in the ranking why has wwe removed bob backland from the history books it's easier but he's fucking bob backland that was the ding of a conspiracy oh i didn't realize you were bringing this i thought you were just oh i didn't do that i have no idea what that was but that that works i should get a little sound effect to play uh when i reach the conspiracy point i it's just really weird to me that I, the only thing I can think of is after Inoki's death, WWE was very big on, you know what, we should honor his legacy as what he's done for professional wrestling, especially for Japanese wrestling. And they've talked about him more. You know, they 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 did their whole video package on him when he died, and they brought up New Japan and Inoki more often over the past, you know, year and a half it makes me think that someone who's looking at the record books went, yeah, we should really probably just accept that this happened. Um, I don't know, but either way, still why Bob Backlund is not included in that conversation because Roman's current, let's, let's see how up to date this is. Um, Roman's current reign Oh, I think God. 20 seconds are up. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That was never going to be 20 seconds for me. Um, guess, what's his what's his reign at? Like 11? I don't here care. We go. No, okay. <laughs> too, too long. Yeah, don't care. Yeah, it's so it's so broken up anyways. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's just weird. It's, it's strange to me that, that this is... Uh, I don't know. It's just really weird to me. And I think more people should be talking about it. So go out, write your local government. um, Tell them that we will not stand for such tomfoolery. And uh, get this figured out. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a conspiracy cop moment. Now you play my outro music. And then Matt can introduce. Then in the clown. So no, wait, they're already here. Now you can do the real Devil's Advocate intro. Sisters, brothers, non-binary others, welcome to the Devil's Advocate round for this podcast today. Myself, Graham, and Ryan will now throw ridiculous statements at each other we do not believe in for twenty seconds, as if they are the absolute truth. They must be defended. Anyone who does not believe that we are just making up for fun for funsies. Take out the DADA, Michael Pellegrini, on dying format. Now, who's going first? Uh, I got one for you, Matt. Um, I saw this on uh, British memes, and it was an original tweet from Tam Lushaya, I believe is how you pronounce this. And the tweet was, I don't think we're talking enough about how expensive McDonald's has gone, because why is a six-nugget meal £7.20? pence? And I think your thing that I'd like you to defend is seven pounds twenty. It'd be cheaper, twice the price. Graham, 
We actually had McDonald's this week, and we and Chris actually ordered a a nine nugger meal. They didn't put the nuggets in the fucking bag, Graham. So technically speaking, twice the price, five times the price. It would be cheaper, right, Graham? And she sent the bloody nuggets, McDonald's. I'm calling you out, right, McDonald's. Send the fucking nuggets. Uh, first of all, I, like I, I don't think I, he defended it. I, I'm, no, I'm not sure either. I, I might want you. I don't to care. That was me. That was me out of McDonald's for being pricks. I might want to translate. So even if it was, because my first thought, I thought it actually said seven dollars and twenty cents. I'm like, oh my god, that's ridiculous. But then I realized it was actually pounds. That's probably closer to about nine nine dollars. That's so. I'm I'm not sure. So I, my first thought is, why wouldn't you just buy a kid's happy meal? Because that would also get you six nook. You can get a six piece kid's happy meal. Well, in well, you can get a six. Oh, mate, it's four. That must be for American kids then. You can get it is four no, piece, it's four, four here too. You can get a six-piece kids meal. Okay, I think I have. I'm oh, sorry. Who's the one with the kids here? Um, uh, who's the one who get orders? You're getting wrong. You can get I, a. I okay. I, I order them for the toy. You guys owe me an apology. Next lesson. You can definitely get a six-piece kids meal. Uh, happy uh, happy meal with six nuggets. Um. So I'm. Um, so what does this get you then? Six nuggets, medium fries, medium soda. Is that what seven pounds twenty? And first of all, is that seven twenty accurate, or is this just like a London figure, Matt? That doesn't sound accurate to me, Graham. No. Depends on the store. Okay. Depends where you are. If in London, it'd be more expensive than it is in like where we are, for example. I think I think you're looking about five sixty. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna give you a little homework to see if you could find out what it would be for next time. But yeah, even so Yeah, McDonald's like I luckily the homework for that. Hang on. McDonald's is definitely getting very expensive for what it is, that's for sure. I don't agree. Nine nugget meal is six pound five. Nine. Oh, that includes the include the large fries and large drink. Oh, supersize me. Okay. We don't get supersized anymore. I know, I know. Sorry, but, I reference is 20 years out of date. I'd like to point problem. out though, our medium fries are your large fries. We'll, we'll say that again. Yeah, it is great. No, it's not. You have that the wrong way around. Yeah, I'm not no no no. I I know this. And also our medium drink is their is is no our large drink is their medium drink. Exactly. That's the fact. The That's what we were saying. No, the wrong way around. Yeah, you had it the wrong way around. Whose side are you on here? Well, we, we've got we've the got side audio. Of truth. Everybody yeah. heard you. Do you Everybody heard you tonight. We're six seventy nine for a six nugget meal. Seven fifty nine. Don't a, change the subject, meal. Lewis. <laughs> this was a better devil's advocate than I possibly realized. True, but he's right. I mean, it's even better. Yeah, there was no way that you'd get a <coughs> Americans. You'd have been invaded by now if that was true. We'd be invaded. That Americans would not have stand. Would not have stood for that. It's true. In any case, in any case, who's going next? You got one for me. I have. Remember, Ryan's not doing anything. We're just delivering to Ryan because he's he 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 wants to do his own five minute segment rather than doing. Okay, it Graham. My segment's awesome. Graham, defend this statement then. All championships should be held by part-timers effective immediately. Oh, there we go. Uh, absolutely. Well, you just talked about being sensible and not working through injuries. What did Seth talk about this week? Are you 100%? Nobody's 100%. You're never 100%. You need to take more rests. You need to space out your matches more evenly, and that can increase the longevity of your career. And we talked about wanting to see wrestlers in their 50s. So by going part-time wrestling, that's exactly what you get and exactly what we demand. Sorry, right. I'll that one. Wasn't too bad. Yeah, a bit of a softball was... for you, but yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. 
I managed to put in something relevant and <coughs> decent. I was surprised they actually addressed that with Seth, um, with um, Sammy bringing that up. Like, hey, you're injured, right? Hey, we're all injured. I was surprised they acknowledged that side of it as well, to be honest. But hey, right. I mean, they are. Um, Matt, do you want to? I think you might have to warm up Ryan with his devil's advocate because mine, I think, is one I've of got... the meanest I've ever given. Actually, I've got two for him. So... Yeah, so do you want wrestling or non-wrestling first? Dealer's choice. No, non-wrestling first for Ryan then. Okay, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is going to suck. Nope. Refuse. Well, that was quick. Wow. Okay. Wow. It's not. It's, it looks It looks amazing. It looks amazing. I don't care. That's not the point of the round. That, that that's that was terrible. Can we look into this contract and see if there's any if we can uh, okay. make some way? <coughs> hey, he he gets to tap out for things. I'm ta- I am not down talking. If you want to down talk Ghostbusters 2016, let's do it. Okay. All right. He's I think he's tapped out four times in 250 episodes. So it's like about once every 60 episodes. So yeah, you, gotta, you can't a, do it. A... You can't do this again before episode 300. Okay, well, let me give Ryan his wrestling one then, okay? I hope this now, one's even worse. It's a bit wordy, but hear me out here, Ryan, all right? WWE missed a trick in the Attitude Era by not putting Women's Championship on the line in a ladder match to be won by the true diva of the era, Linda McMahon. Linda McMahon should have absolutely won the women's championship i think it's actually really unfair that linda mcmahon didn't win the women's championship vince won championships shane won championships stephanie won championships why didn't linda linda was the true face of that company i think she would have had a hall of fame run as the women's champion wow that was perfect on time i actually really do believe that i think it would have been really funny if... then you might want to at least keep your eyes peeled to the stp um network because there's a new show coming out which morty started um called draft mania of, uh, of wait of rick and morty fame uh, no 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 of morty and fitch fame i don't know if i'm familiar did they also time travel and use portals and stuff i mean i'm just curious. yes yes absolutely i don't know, I don't know. it's uh that's the um the show that matt has never appeared on yet <laughs> matt rick matt. and morty yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, Mitch podcast yeah i'm not i've never been on that show and believe me i've tried i think it's funny i have yes Yes, multiple times. I did tag you the other week. They were asking for people to do Spago stories, and I no, did fuck tag that you. shit. Fuck that shit. Okay, I'm right. not even. I've been asked to do Christmas quiz questions. Fuck that. I want to be on the show first. Okay, I can see. I can see why they think you got attitude and don't want to book you. <coughs> no, I've got attitude, Graham. Difference. Okay, um, Ryan, yours is um, also a, um, a tweet that I saw this week. Uh, this is from Fesshole. Uh, from July 31st, and I think this works for you perfectly. Um, I have a big quote, quote, this is not me speaking right now, quote, I have a big beard, and whenever I get meat stuck between my teeth, I pull one of my beard hairs out to floss. My wife thinks it's disgusting, but I think it's good for the environment and incredibly convenient. I would like you to take the side of the original poster, please. I mean, absolutely. What's the point of having facial hair? We have facial hair for a reason. It's not just there for aesthetics, as much as a lot of metrosexual motherfuckers want to prove otherwise. 
There is a reason we have a beard. And flossing your teeth is definitely one of them. Keeping you warm, flossing your teeth, and it smells good. Hi. That might be one of the most grotesque tweets that I think I've ever read. I was uh, repulsed by when I actually read that. Wait, so that repulsed you, but Mick Foley using his own clothes to count off didn't? I didn't say that was good. I said that was gross as well. Well, I mean, it's smart too. I know there are people that don't always shower, though, so I'm I'm familiar with that. I've never seen anyone take a they 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 charge you and then use um, a hair from their beard to do it with. How long must the beard be for that? Ryan's beard is a big beard. Yeah, it is. I could do that. No, it's not, Ryan. Your beard is nicely nicely trimmed. Not right now, it ain't. Didn't we want to do a video episode at some point? This might be how we get Ryan to switch his camera on. He can demonstrate how how easy it is to floss a piece of meat out from between your teeth with his beard. But I'm, I, hold on, hold on. Just 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 to, to to dial things back a second. You know these airlines, they will nickel and dime you to death with your carry ons and what bags you have to check. So just traveling with the clothes on your back—that's the smartest thing. Um, I, I don't think he wrestled in the days when they nickel and dimed you and used to charge you for carry on. Oh, they definitely do. They <laughs> not definitely. in two thousand. Not in two thousand. No, they still that, do that's now. A much more recent uh, phenomenon. <laughs> recent phenomenon. And, well, I think it's true, but also I don't think he was taking as many plane rides. I think most of the time it was in the back of a car, so he could have just thrown it into his duffel bag easily enough. Well, you're just saying that people can afford duffel bags. Jesus Christ, you're so rich and fancy with your high-paying teaching contract. You always, always do this. And your green card. Yeah, your green card full of flush with cash. I did get multiple people asking me this week if I voted. No. You I have to vote. I can't. You're happy with a vote. I cannot Wait, vote. I am not. You're a not citizen. a citizen. No. You've been I'm here for re- 20 years. I know. I'm a resident. That's, and he just said I have a green card. You know. Well, aren't you married to an American citizen? I am, yes, but that does not make you a citizen and yourself. Yeah, but that means you can, after a certain amount of time, you can apply for citizenship. I could apply for citizenship. I don't want to apply for citizenship. Are so... you now hold on, hold on, Matt, real quick. Sorry. Does should just in the bonus cop moments. Does England allow dual citizenship? Yes. Uh, only for children. Uh, no. Nope, so nope. Mason and adults will. Well, when they become adults, yes. Uh, for Mason and Jackson, they are dual citizens, yes. But you can't be a dual citizen. If you apply no. for American citizenship, you'll lose your British citizenship. Correct, yes. That's, that's, that's not He doesn't vote in the UK elections either, so what's the no, point? I do not, no. Well, because it doesn't affect me, because I'm not living in the UK. So. Well, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. All. Yeah, all right, you hold tell on. me then how many elections there's been from where I would have been able to vote that have been affected by one vote. Go ahead. Once you can do that, well, then I They could have been, thing. could have been. You don't okay. know that. Yes, I do. Hold on, hold on. I can look at I, I, I learned and I can see how close. No, no, hold on, hold on. I learned about this on Fox News, <laughs> that you're one of those damn <laughs> immigrants that's taken our jobs. <laughs> Yes, I am. I'm an immigrant. Yeah. Absolutely. Build that wall. We need to build a wall <laughs> between the US yep. and the UK. And on that bombshell, guys, we'll be back next week. Um, um, Ryan, any last notes for us? Uh, yeah, the only bigger bag of dicks than Jay White is this damn teacher who's taking all our jobs. <laughs> Making all the money. 10, 10 million a year? 20 million a year? What is it? What is it? 
If you don't have Fox News on your local cable provider, check out GB News instead. Yeah, or MGB News. Oh man, that that right wing son of a bitch, Mason. <laughs> no, do you know what? I do. You know, I'd watch it. Do you know, I'd watch it. <laughs> Watching Mason and Jackson trying to hope to do Jackson and Weather. <laughs> Like playing with just playing with the bloody um oh, you, you, you're missing the point though. Fox News doesn't actually report news, they just report propaganda. So mm, yeah, basically oh, better, better job. I yeah. know you were trying to wrap this up. Um I actually realized something this week why they say top of the hour as well. I think this is significant. So for shows like Sports Center, they'll say coming up at the top of the hour. The reason is they loop, they don't record each hour, they just put the same hour on like for several hours in a row so i think that's one of the reasons why they say the top of the hour because they can't say at like two o'clock because by three o'clock they'll want to use the same clip i'm not 100 percent sure but that's my that would make some sense but it also explains i'm not gonna finish that sentence because it'll sound really bad taste um so yeah um i'm gonna head out of here now and can do the same we're out here guys uh ryan happy remembrance day britain and thank you for coming to CXW if you're doing so. Boom. Jay White sucks. Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by attribution 3.0 http colon slash slash creativecommon.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash